0: My name's Red, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Oh, more than it needs to be on.
1: These fools worship Transformers. Decepticons, transform and rise up.
0: Robots with emotions.
2: Robots who can die. And the
0: silence. Hey guys, and welcome to Fanhole's Transformers Tuesdays. I'm going to be your host tonight. Uh, it's Mike, obviously. Um, Tonight we're going to be talking about something that was not released in the U.S. or in any English-speaking country. Uh, We're going to be talking about Beast Wars 2 the movie. Before I go into a brief history of, like, what Beast Wars 2 is, uh, I might as well introduce uh, my fellow fan holes. Uh, Why don't you say hi, guys?
1: Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek W.C. Hey, everybody, this is Tony, and... I've learned this week that I can screw up multiple times and still expect the best possible outcome.
0: It's true. You can. But uh, in whatever case, um, most most American fans are familiar with Beast Wars, but what you might not know uh, is that in Japan, like, since they had, obviously they had the first 26-episode first season of Beast Wars in Japan, and they dubbed it over there into Japanese and all that, but... Thirteen episodes is, like, I guess too short of a season in Japan. So what they did was they were going to wait until Beast Wars, like, Season 2 and Season 3 were all done in the U.S. and then release it later, which they did as Beast Wars Metals, they called it. So in in that time gap, though, while they were waiting, they they commissioned uh, two full, like, cell-animated Beast Wars series called Beast Wars 2 and then Beast Wars Neo to fill, like, that little gap, well, little, so, like, two-year gap in between, like, uh, by the time, like, it, Beast Wars, like, had finished in the U.S., so... um what they, and, and they made use, like, for Beast Wars 2 especially, they made use of all, like, the toys that we had over here, but were never in the show, because, like, obviously, being a CGI cartoon, Beast Wars was probably very expensive to create, like, character models for, so the product far outstripped the actual, like, cast in the show, and, uh, you know, obviously... Despite Beast Wars being a very, like, well-regarded show and, like, everyone loves it, you can tell, like, sometimes with the cost-cutting where, you know, Tigatron is just obviously a manipulation of, like, Cheedor's character model because it was just easier to make, basically. And Black Arachnia was a- another manipulation of Tarantulas' character model and you know stuff like that so with an animate like a obviously with an animated show or cell animated it was a little easier to produce like you know new stuff and uh the u.s toy line was cranking out toys that may not have like appeared in the u.s like beast wars cartoon so they they pretty much took toys from that and recast them as more or less new characters and uh they, they created two new molds, though, for the leaders of the the two uh, factions in Beast Wars 2, uh Lyo Convoy and Galvatron. So they got two like exclusive molds that like we never, I don't think we ever officially got either of those molds over here. I know, I don't know, Tony, maybe you can help me out. I know Lyo Convoy was like maybe like released through like Botcon's website, like as an exclusive, like in nineteen like ninety I- six seven.
1: I think it was Hasbro Toy Shop, actually.
0: Yeah, like the the very old like proto Hasbro Toy Shop. Like I think they offered like Lyle Convoy through that. Like, and I know I know they they, they offered him, and I think like the Ravage figure that was only released in Japan.
1: Yeah, well, they released uh, they they did uh, also offer Shadow Panther too, which was
0: just black. Yeah, Cedar. that's right. Yeah so like I have very I have vague memories of that cuz I I would see that and I was like I was like oh man those toys look awesome and I'll never own them because they're in Japan and you know like years later obviously <laughs> they were like they would be produced in such quantities that like Korea would make reissues of them and then like Hobby shops all over the US would get tons and tons of Lyo convoys and stuff. So that's how I eventually got one.
2: Yeah, I, um, I remember actually being in different, like, you know hobby shops, as you call them, you know, and seeing Lyle Convoy and thinking like, oh, he's, you know, uh, obviously I saw the the anime before I saw some of the toys probably, but I, I did remember thinking he has a really striking and cool design. So it went, whenever I saw him, I was like, oh, he's pretty sweet looking, you know, like I, I always liked the way Lyle Convoy looked.
0: Yeah, and, then, and he's also part pretty of it- friggin' big. Yeah, I know, like, uh, he's he is big, and, like, part of it, too, was, uh, like, I, I, I mean, I thought Optimus Primal was cool and all, but part of me was like, man, he's like a fucking monkey, or whatever, like, and, uh, uh, like, then I'd see, like, Lion and I was like, yeah, he's a lion, like, that's the leader of, like, the Maximals, or whatever, like, and then I'd be like, Optimus Primal's a big, dumb monkey, or something. And Just no pleasing some people. Nowadays, I'm kind of like, no, Gorillas are cool, like, I mean, like. You know, King Kong is cool, so Optimus Primal is cool. But back then, like when I was young and stupid, I'd be like, you know, Lyo Convoy should have been the leader over here or whatever. But I don't know. Did either of you ever like think like that or?
1: I thought like, I thought Convoy just looked cooler. I mean, I, I liked Optimus Primal, especially after his character developed more on the show. But like, whenever I saw Leo Convoy, and I own one too myself, I was just like he just
2: looks cool, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess I never really gave it much thought. I think,
2: obviously, like, I I, I don't know if I've talked too much of my history with Beast Wars, but I did see the pilot on, like, a pay-per-view channel where I bought the first two pilot episodes of Beast Wars. So I did have that initial gut reaction of, this is Transformers? What? You know, like, and and kind of reacted slightly adversely and just decided to put it away for a long time. And I never came back to it until, you know, I saw the agenda and it had all the G1 tie-ins and all that stuff. But by that point, the toys in the store and the the toys featured on Beast Wars were the metals figures. So I, I don't think it ever really occurred to me that Optimus Primal like I, I guess I never thought of him as a big dumb whatever. You know what I mean? Like at that point it was just kinda like, Oh yeah, he's got those big cannons that he pulls out and he flies around on his flying surfboard. You know, like he wasn't like your typical like he was in the first season. And I know, you know, obviously in this movie, he is in that mode, you know, the mode he was in in his yeah. first season look and everything like that, where it is just strictly, you know, a gorilla versus a lion. But I don't think I ever was like, oh, no, they don't, he doesn't belong as the leader because of that. Like, I, I think I had fully embraced and accepted Optimus Primal as the, the leader of the Maximals in that era, you know, long before I encountered lion Convoy I think. I
0: think I think I was just like like Lion is higher on the like cool animal food chain than Gorilla so I was I, like I, okay. think,
2: I think I had that
0: reaction for Neo though
2: like I think I think I had that reaction where I was like big Convoy like a woolly mammoth like for reals like <laughs> I, I got it like I understood the progression but I think I had that reaction more with with uh Big Convoy, because I was just kind of like, wait, he's a he's a snuffleupagus from the past. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was just kind of like, he's the leader. What? You know, like that. That I think I had that reaction because I think by then I had full. You know, I I had accepted Primal and I accepted Lyle Convoy, but then I'm like, all right, all right, all right, this is enough. You know, like we got woolly mammoths now too. Like, come on. But that was that was probably where I reached my the apex of my my limits or my suspension of disbelief where i was like come on man but you know and and probably like you know apologies to uh tf cog but some of those uh you know fan dubs didn't didn't help matters either you know so
0: yeah i think well even the overall tone of beast wars 2 and beast Wars neo is a little like lighter than like beast wars like the U.S. Uh, yeah. version, yes, yeah, definitely.
2: Like there, it, it, a lot of stuff is played for laughs, and it has that that slapsticky humor. It's not it's not so much like that they they make good jokes or anything, but that. That it's always kind of like, whoop, a banana peel, like, whoop, a paint bucket on my head, and now I'm slipping. And it's not like he just slips and falls over and that's the end of it. No, he's got to, like, slide and his legs have to move, like, really quickly so that you have those cell-shaded kind of Warner Brothers-esque wacky you know back and forth legs and it goes on like that like he's dancing across the paint for 20 minutes before he finally flops over and then there's like stars and birds and you know it, it to me it's very much in the vein of that kind of slap sticky kind of humor Than, then you know i i guess something that could be construed as maybe funny i suppose
0: i guess i should uh give a sort of, just uh, for those who might not be familiar with Beast Wars 2, I guess I should give a little, like, uh, more background information on, like, the actual setting of the show itself. Uh, Basically, it takes place, like... uh, Technically, like, looking at, like, the Japanese timeline for their cartoons, it actually takes place, like, thousands and thousands of years after, like, our, beast, our quote-unquote Beast Wars, which may or may not make sense, yeah. compa- like, c- considering what happens in this movie. But, like, I guess we can, we'll t- discuss that when we get to it. But uh, it takes place on a planet called Gaia, which, um, I guess there's a, there's a huge, it's, it's, I guess it's something that's always left unsaid, because they never tell you in the show what planet Gaia is, but much like, like, Beast Wars, like our Beast Wars, uh, Gaia is, like, I guess background and like, like, you know, extra materials would reveal that Gaia is actually Earth in, like, the future after, like, an apocalypse, which is why, like, sometimes in Beast Wars 2 you would see, like human buildings and structures like that on Gaia and where like all the predacons or destrons would get like their earth vehicle modes from cuz there'd be like li- like remains lying around or blueprints of like old earth like vehicles and stuff like that
2: they just left yeah. their they left their gundams and zaku's lying
0: yeah for the big exactly
2: so that that the predacons could scan them
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, That's, I, like, oh, go ahead, Tim. That was
1: one thing I was going to bring up. Is like, it was. It's really interesting that like the the they're called Cybertrons. They're not Maximals. They're pretty much all Beast uh, Wars toys, except for you know new molds. But the Destrons are a hodgepodge of G1, G2, Machine Wars, just everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like you've got like the Auto Rollers, who are a bunch of like unreleased G2 designs. And then you've got, like, the Dreadwing and Smokescreen molds used as Starscream and BB. And then, uh... Roger! Yeah, and you've got Roger, yeah. You've
1: got the Seacons yeah. and uh Trypticon from D1, you know, even yeah, though they're...
0: Yeah, Giga... And, yeah. And then G2 Megatron is Megastorm, yeah. So, but, uh...
1: Yeah. Yeah, crazy. and
0: and then the, the as as I mentioned like the maximals apart from Convoy, are all molds that were released over here as different characters basically and that most of them are not really changed all that much like Tasmania kid like Apache uh uh scuba like they're basically completely unaltered from uh Baboom, Snarl and Clawjaw and then even like the people who are altered, like Bighorn, Horn. Uh, what was the Buffalo's name? Tony, I forgot now. Uh, uh,
1: what was he released he was bone on? Crusher.
0: That's right. Yeah, Bone Crusher. He he just basically has red highlights in Japan. And uh, and who else? Is, who's the other guy? Oh, a diver who was a Predacon over here yeah. named Spidor. So you know they they basically like repurpose these chari- like these molds as like whatever character they would need over there and um you've also got Magna
1: there was boss was one one, one
0: <laughs> yeah uh, they're, they 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 i mean they've changed a few things but uh, like the the cyborg beasts or whatever like are pretty extensive remolds uh but um yeah. you've got Magna boss who was uh who are Prowl, Ironhide, and Silverbolt over here, and they're Lyo Junior, Skywarp, and Santon in Japan. And uh, I, I it's like I kind of look at like Lyo Junior and like slash Prowl, and I'm kind of like, man, that was really like serendipitous of that he looks exactly like Lyo Convoy. Like I like I, I almost wonder like if he was it was intended that way, but like he has. Like in in America where he's called Prowl, I mean his head is colored yellow, but like if you just they recolored it like blue like Lyo Convoy, so he looks almost like a like junior version of Lyo Convoy. So I, I was kind of like, man, that kind of worked out well for them, but.
2: Well, even even the fact that you wouldn't think that somebody well, I mean, I guess prowl like could extend itself to you know a predator like a lion, but just going for the overly obvious you know Lyle convoy is this white lion with a big yellow mane, and Lyo Jr is a younger cub lion but he does have a mane which is kind of weird but, but I guess I, I, I guess you'd say it's like you know god God help us but you know we gotta bring up like Zimba or somebody but it's kind of like Zimba when he's hanging out with Pumbaa and Timon rather than when he's actually the king you know what I mean he's in that sort yeah. of teenage transition phase where he's not
1: quite an adult you know so
0: yeah he's rebellious yeah
1: yeah, it doesn't yeah, have does. so, the uh, animal designs like have very cartoony faces too.
0: Yeah, they're very expressive, I guess. Yeah, and very very animated. Anyway, uh, I guess we'll move on to the the feature itself. Um it was actually released in theaters in Japan in 1998 um in This The animated feature we'll be discussing was only like a middle segment of like a triple feature that they released in in the theaters. And and the first feature was just a clip show of like Beast Wars, like the the CGI cartoon, where it kind of summarized the events of season one in like a half hour like clip show. So like, I'd, uh, like I'd be pretty pissed off, I guess, if I went to a theater and like the first half hour was a clip show. Or it whatever. must
2: be like that clip show that they showed us in the beginning of Scramble, Scramble City. City. Yeah, I mean, like, but maybe done for Beast Wars, where they they you know showed you the essential highlights of like the origin and maybe a few other things that you would need to know to just get the point across, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I guess I guess you know, and it, it, it was it was to sell toys anyway. So I mean, you know,
2: I, I had never realized that until we were about to do this show, and I was just reading some stuff up on the TF Wiki. Like, I, I think for some reason, I always used to think, I know how you said you said you would feel gypped if you went in and you saw a clip show like when I first saw this and I was kind of like oh yeah you know it's a what, what is it like a four, this is like a 40 minute movie ish like you know yeah, just and, about. And, and like a lot of the DBZ movies too that you'd end up seeing you know especially back then you know all I was getting was these you know as I like to affectionately call them the ass wipe VHS fan dub or fan sub <laughs> tapes you know and and back when I was buying these it's like oh you paid you know pretty decent money like what 10 15 bucks and it's like oh it's a 40 minute movie you know and coming from america you know most times i'm like a oh, movie's two hours bro you know like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like there's no movie you know that that's kind of what i felt like yeah people- it, it, but it is interesting to see that they they did pad it out with like other things in the theatrical release because i guess you know it's only the mid segment that we're obviously we're talking about that but that's it's interesting to me because i just had never realized that it that it was padded out with like other material from the cgi beast wars before
0: yeah and then um after the uh the clip show comes the the i guess what is the main feature which is the animated feature we'll be talking about uh which is titled Lyo Convoy in Imminent Danger. Um, And after that, which is kind of interesting, is uh, they showed the episode of season two of Beast Wars called Bad Spark, which introduces Rampage. And, like Beast Wars medals are like the second and third seasons of Beast Wars hadn't aired in Japan at this point. So this is like, this is, I guess this is kind of like a, pro- a promotional episode for it basically, but I don't know. It, it seems like kind of weird the episode they picked because, you know, you, it's kind of in the smack dab in the middle of Beast Wars season two. And, you know, you've got characters like Silverbolt and Quick Strike and all these new trans medals that have popped up. So uh, I guess I don't know. Like, uh, seems like
2: it's more for toy selling purposes.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Purposes. It seems kind of like, just like it's like kind of like screw everyone else. Like, here you go, kids. Like toys, like whatever. Toys.
1: Here's rampage.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, gotta buy them. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's pretty that that's the triple feature that was aired in theaters but obviously we're we're only going to talk about the middle segment which is Lio convoy in imminent danger uh so i will i'm i will summarize it and you know maybe we'll stop and like make uh comments on it every so often but uh i'm just going to use like the tf wiki summary to paraphrase things and you know so i don't miss any details but uh here we go so we open up like above planet Gaia, and uh, uh, there's a battle taking place between the Jointrons and the Seacons, which are two like factions that are introduced during the Beast Wars Two series. And the Seacons are a bunch of pirates, and obviously, like Tony mentioned, like they're just redecos of like the G1 Seacons, basically. And uh, the Jointrons are actually uh, reticos of uh, the Tripredicus guys, as they were called, like over here. And uh, <laughs> let's just say they are uh, slightly stereotypical. Typical, like,
2: I I think the uh, best uh, way to put <laughs> it is that the jointrons are the tequila gundams of the piece yes. of second characters. Like that's the nicest way to put it. Uh, yeah, they're they're basically they, they run around and they, they make mariachi music and probably love wearing sombreros and and all kinds of ridiculousness so i guess it's supposed to be highly amusing but you know your mileage may vary so you know
0: <laughs> yeah, your mileage may vary vary quite a bit yeah. but um uh, in whatever case uh the jointrons and Seacons both combine into their respective gestalt forms uh king poseidon and triple dacus uh But their fight is broken up by this giant, mysterious, like, alien ship that kind of, like, crashes into them and, like, knocks them all, uh, you know, the Team Rocket is blasting off again for all of them, basically. Um,
2: I I think it's interesting that, like, the the Space Pirate Seacons, like, they're not technically, they they don't hold any allegiance to, to Galvatron and the Destrons or the, the Predacons, you know, if we're going with the, the Beast Wars faction terminology. Like, yeah, they kind of remind me of, like, you know, the third-party factions that I always like to bring up, where whether it's, like, you know, Zartan and the Dreadnoughts or the Insecticons, that they're, like, this, this third force that throws a monkey wrench into the mix. Like, they don't necessarily answer to Galvatron, necessarily. So, I thought that was kind of... Yeah,
0: cool. that makes sense. Yeah, in whatever. I case, got rid of
2: uh, Nautilator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. No Nautilator. He's 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 lousy, yeah, so... But, um... In whatever case, yeah, this giant, mysterious ship begins descending towards the planet, and the the Maximals and Predacons, or or Cybertrons and Destrons, uh, each, like, detect it, and, uh over at the Predacon base. I'm going to like alternate in by like I know I should be saying Cybertrons and Destrons but like sometimes I'll probably say Maximals and Predacons. So uh you know, keep up whatever.
1: Um <laughs> like, you're fine. <laughs> you should hear me during you hear me during I go between like Japanese and American translation so much like, yeah, of like, I, like, I'm I don't know how to
2: say it in Japanese but I I I hear people out there now. I will never forgive you, Mike's on.
0: <laughs> you are no true otaku yes i know i'm sorry but i i still i still I, without even thinking about it i still say manga instead of manga so whatever <laughs> um uh, yeah i know i'm awful but in any case uh like galvatron and gigastorm his 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 bro uh, they're watching this thing descend to Earth and Gigastorm's like, we gotta destroy this thing and Galvatron's like like no, no, no. This thing could be like a blessing for us, basically. And uh anyway, the the ship the ship crashes into the north pole, I guess, and uh Lyle Convoy orders like a, a team to go and investigate it. Uh Lyo Junior uh wants to go and investigate it. He volunteers for the mission, but I like all the basically all the other Maximals are like, What? No, you're stupid. You're not going. Like so well, that, that gets it, it, it's it's
2: more than just he's stupid, it's more like you're you're a baby faced <laughs> snot nosed punk, like you you're you're not even old enough, like you're still in diapers, like they're very kind of it, you know it, 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 it's kind of like reverse ageism it'd be like what well, can i can i offer you a lollipop and you can stay here instead like that's kind of how they they treat him basically
0: yeah it's true yeah, yeah, it like it? It
1: like, Lyocon, it's like i picked you and you and you to go and like leo Junior is like i would like to go and he's like i have picked you and you and you to
0: go yeah he's like no go to your room <laughs> like and no, 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 no. But uh, any so Lyo Junior gets all like nettled about it, and then uh, Tasmania Kid kind of jumps up because with Lyo Junior here, like Tasmania Kid is no longer like the stupidest like like baby on the team. So he like has.
2: You know what I always thought was like it's kind of like. Basically, if you're taking the SATs, it's like Tasmanian Kid is to Cheetor as Lyo Jr. is to, and then you have your choices and everything, but you must pick choice C, which is Night Scream, you know? Yeah,
0: that, that's, that's a like, good comparison. That, that's
2: basically what it is. It's like, you know, Tasmanian Kid, I, I kind of always thought of him as like, the, the hot rod of the Beast Wars second guys, or whatever, the Maximals, and it, it's kind of like, I, I always had these ideas about, like, you know, okay, well, if I was going to put together a bunch of guys, you know, it obviously would be, you know, Rodimus, but then, to me, it's like, Sideburn and, like, Robots in Disguise kind of fits into that mold, or Hot Shot in our Armada yeah. fits into that mold.
0: Every series has they, a, usually, has a usually, guy like that. They usually
2: have a guy like that, and to me, like, Tasmanian Kid is the guy in that series, so it's kind of like he he kind of knows what it's like to be the young noob green guy so he's kind of just you know he's kind of sticking up for him because he's like oh i remember when i was like that when i was like young and stupid so he kind of wants to he, he he tries to take him under his wing you
1: know and, and look out for him basically I, I do like how like when it when it happens though it was like Lio combo is like no you can't go you know like mike said go to your room no you can't go and then tasmanian kids like Come on, and like Lyle
0: Convoys, like <laughs> okay. Now, uh, if if this show or this movie was ever like dubbed, uh, I'd want like Tasmania kid to get like Lio Convoys like attention and be like. <laughs> <laughs> like, in, like then Lyo Conway would be like, yes, you make a good point there, Taz. <laughs> like, he just talks like, like Taz and everyone just understands him. Like, I thought that would be funny. But no, that, that would probably be some kind of breach of, like, uh, uh, some kind of intellectual property, like, breach or something. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> Warner Brothers with okay. yeah,
2: I think if Bumblebee's bloops and bleeps drive me crazy after a while, I can only imagine what, like, five hours of
1: <laughs>
2: would do to me after an extended period of time.
1: Uh,
0: okay. Well, I, I, I
1: actually get a chance to shine. I can do my actual Tasmanian Devil impersonation because I only have, like, three good ones. It's actually more like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Hear that? Whoever might be thinking of dubbing this movie, that's how Tasmanian kids should talk all the time. Okay then. So yeah, so Lyle Convoy's like, this sounds like a stupid idea, but I'll go along with it. So like he allows it, basically. And uh, Tasmania kid and uh, Lyo Junior get to go on their scouting mission, and uh, so since basically he like
2: along, he brings along his new toys, I mean uh, teammates.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say since like Skywarp and Santon are pretty much joined to Lyo Junior at the hips, like literally, uh, like he they have to come <laughs> along. So. Um, they go to the North Pole, I guess. Like, I guess it's like Optimus Prime and the Autobots. They just, like, kind of drive to the North Pole from, like, Oregon or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, but, did, uh,
2: you didn't see the the off-camera scene where they all, you know, turned into jet skis and, and water skied there or whatever?
0: <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I guess that's what, exactly that's what happened. That's exactly what
2: happened. It's just you, you picture it now. There's, like, a, a lion, an elephant and an eagle, and a Tasmanian devil, all on jet skis, like, Surf up, and I'm talking about... <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: man. Oh, man. But anyway, yeah. So, they they make it there, and they, they they find the alien ship, and they go inside, and they start exploring it, and, uh, you know, uh, smart guy that he is, Lyo Jr. just starts pressing random buttons on a computer, sc- like, console he finds, and, uh, he activates what they what uh Tasmania Kid recognizes as a teleport gate, and uh he, Tasmania Kid says it's a device that can uh pretty much pluck like anyone from any point in history basically and he makes he makes a point to say anyone including transformers like you know like hint hint like you know like <laughs> hint hint plot device hint, hint he's all
2: blah, 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 blah wink. <laughs>
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, because I, I think you had mentioned this before, though, like you were saying how you weren't exactly sure how that worked with the Beast Wars 2nd and Neo being set so far in advance of Beast Wars. But, I mean, here they, they kind of explicitly say, like, space-time. So it's like, oh, well, they, you know, he can, whoever it will yeah, it be, be the past. you know. It can go to the past, it can go to the future, it can go, you know, and it can get him from any place. So, whether you knew this was, Gaia was a future version of Earth or not, if it wasn't, you know, you can always rationalize it in your head. Well, you he just plucked him from a different space and time, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Whoever who um, is going to be plucked. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah, we have we'll no get idea. The, we we, already, yeah, we don't, yeah exactly we don't know yet. Exactly. Yeah and I don't think anyone who was going to see this movie knew despite the fact that the character is like plastered right on the, like the movie poster or
2: it's whatever like, go to 7-Eleven and see this character who's in the movie tie in but it's a big surprise
0: <laughs> well any anyway um to activate the device, they have to find a control unit, which is like this little, like pointy, like rock thing. And uh, Lyo Junior finds it, but before he can get to it, uh, the cyborg beasts show up—the uh, Destron cyborg beasts—and uh, Max B jumps in and is like Raja! and takes it and runs away. And Roger. Lio yeah, exactly. And Lio Jr. Junior's like, "Hey!" And uh, anyway, the the rest of the cyborg beasts are waiting up. Outside and um, Junior. Since,
2: since I wrote it down, just just so we could go through it and maybe we can talk about these guys because I know we kind of we kind of went over most of the the maximal crew and everything. It's it's kind of weird, like because we we only got so many of these episodes subtitled and fansub by the fansub community. So you, you'd kind of be hard pressed, I think, because if you'd only seen like the first few episodes of Beast Wars the second you, you might not know this but max b is formally bb i mean obviously they both run around going roja the whole time and everything like that but basically all the the destron characters or the predacons are just you know different toys but they're assigned the same character identity and everything so like tony was yeah. saying how they originally scanned like you know, planes and jets and, and, you know, basically, originally, Gigastorm was G2 Megatron, right? And his name was Megastorm. But then he gets upgraded to Gigastorm, and then he becomes freaking Trypticon, you know? like So it's like, then then you've got, like, Hellscream, who was formerly Starscream, and Starscream and BB were, like, joined at the hip in the the, the series and everything. They were, like, you know... I don't know Tango and Cash, or you know, who, you know Butch and Sundance, like whatever, whatever comparison, you know Laurel and Hardy, you know those, those kind of things. But it's like Starscream was originally a jet, like you might expect, but then in this movie, he's more like. I mean, he's a shark, so he's more like, um, what's his face from... Rope
0: he's Sky like a proto-Skybite. Yeah, yeah,
2: you know, like, I and mean, it's kind of weird, yeah. like, so there, there's those characters. And then you've got Thrustor and Dirge Gun, and they were formerly Thrust and Dirge. So it's like, in this case, the, you know, this is... Uh, those guys are literal retools of, like, Waspinator and Dinobot from Beast Wars, pretty much. And those are the guys that yeah. are, and, like, attacking, attacking the... um you know, the Maximals or the, the Cybertrons at this point in time.
1: It, it might be a chance to buy those figures on the secondary market. They're actually really, really nice looking. The uh, uh, remolded sculpting on the Cyborg Beast looks really cool. I mean, it's a certain yeah. aesthetic that you may not like, but I think it looks really cool.
0: Yeah, like, I own Hellscream. Like, I like him a lot. Like, I like him better than Cybershark, so...
1: Durge, In whatever Durge, key. Durge Gun kind of looks
2: like either like a Dino Rider dinosaur or like <laughs> one of those cyborg dinosaurs that was from like the Turok Dinosaur Hunter comics where it was like they, they basically mind controlled a bunch of raptors. So they all had all this electronic equipment on them. So they were like supposed to be, you know, smarter than the average raptor. So they basically had like... Uh, Kurt Connor's lizard level intelligence, you know, the raptors would run around and be like, smell, you know, Turok, must eat, or whatever. And you're like, oh,
1: you know, so. Bionosaurs. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah. And it, in whatever case, uh, Lyo Junior makes it outside, and he, he demands like the the Predacons like hand over like the control unit. And <laughs> hellstream drops probably the yeah the the most memorable the line we we were talking about uh, before uh, earlier. Uh, like I don't, I'm not p- totally confident in saying this is the actual line like translated like perfectly from Japanese, but. Like it's it's I think there's only the one subtitle like, or fan sub out there like on the internet this is, for this, this movie. Is, uh
2: I guess you'd pronounce it like Tennisaur uh, fan subs. And they, they subbed the movie and they subbed I think they subbed like four or five episodes of the Beast Wars the second and they subbed maybe like two or three episodes of Neo if I'm remembering off the top of my head correctly. So obviously they didn't do the whole run but I'm I'm pretty confident, not in the translation, but I'm pretty confident in saying this is the era of, you know, Vegeta's fan subs saying asswipe every
0: five minutes. So <laughs> so
2: I'm pretty confident that, that this is probably not 100% accurate, you know?
0: Yes. Uh, Hell, scream tells Lyo Jr. to go home and suck on his mom's tits, basically.
2: <laughs> go home
1: and suck on your mama's tits.
0: Yep. Yeah. So... Uh, like I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't it's okay. be surprised
1: bio junior calls him a bastard later so it's totally fine
0: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that was like the line but at the same time yeah like like years and years of crappy vhs like fan subs have taught me to not trust like like stuff like that sometimes but you know whatever it it's a funny it was a funny line and it worked in the situation so you know whatever um,
2: it, it is now etched in history over on the Transformers
1: wiki, so that's, that's yeah, it's true. Can, that's yep. all we can say.
0: Yeah, if the wiki says it's there, true, then probably the actual. Will agree. There's
1: probably actual translation. There's probably something more along the lines of like you know, like, I guess like go, be go like,
0: drink some go go drink some milk or something like go home and have a glass of milk or or, or something like I've heard that in, like what do you call it, certain animes before where they tell like children to go home and drink some milk or something so. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but
1: but the, but the line is what is much much funnier.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, so Lyo Junior is getting more and more frustrated at like all these guys who are pushing him around. So, uh, he he orders Skywarp and Santon to combine into Magna Boss with him. But Skywarp says uh, no because we're not we're not spiritually like in sync anymore at the moment or whatever. Because I guess Lyo Junior is like being like a. Uh, little like brat, so they they probably won't sync up that well.
2: I just thought it was kind of, yeah, of like funny because the be hasn't like the... gone home and like done his mama's.
0: Yeah, thing. I guess not. No, yeah, I guess that's not that's why. Yeah, that's
1: why he's not. I just thought that'd be kind of funny, like we would like in Power Rangers. They're like you know, let's form them up: Triceratops, Sabertooth Tiger, you know, uh, Tyrannosaurus. Uh, I'm trying to think of them all now. Um, you know, and then like yeah, instead of like mammoth, you know. Mastodon, you know, Zach's just like, nope. What? A, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel, I don't like feel like it today. That. I'm
0: not, We're not in sync s- with y'all, motherfuckers. We're not in sync. Nope. <laughs> well, so Lyo Jr. like, kind of gets like, you know, like, whiny and bitchy, and he, he he attacks Hellscream, and he manages to get the control like, unit back, but uh, Hellscream fires at him, and uh, Tasmania Kid jumps in front of him and takes the shot for him, so... Lyo Jr. is kind of all like distraught, and Tasmania Kid is kind of just like, you know, you gotta chill, man, and then he passes out. And uh, the Predacons basically like (laughs) start bombarding the shit out of like. Uh, Lyo Jr. and Tasmania kid and Lyo Jr. is like crying now at this point and, uh, it's like
2: he's like begging them to stop shooting yeah. and, like, and I just kind of thought well you know they're they're kind of evil like I, I don't think it, it just seemed like the cries <laughs> are going to fall on death, deaf ears and be like you know the some of the vilest evilest people in the world start opening gunfire on you and all you can do is be like
1: stop it
2: you know <laughs> so
0: That's That's pretty much what happens,
1: What's going on, you know? Yeah, the bad guys are going to be like, you know, oh, oh, you guys are hurt? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, my bad. Well, (laughs) give me a minute, you know?
2: (laughs) Were we too rough in trying to kill you? Oh, I'm sorry. We will be more gentle as we try to extinguish your life, you know? I'm sorry.
0: Anyway, um, Lyle Convoy and the rest of the Cybertrons show up to... uh, we call scare hell screaming his cronies off and uh they they notice like kid's been badly wounded so they all return to base and uh they put kid in a whatever stasis capsule or they're 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 doing some kind of like medical treatment for him and it is yeah he's actually pretty badly wounded so everyone's kind of on edge and um Lio convoy like pulls Lio junior aside and he says you know you fucked up son like you know I, in my notes, told you, I
2: was like this is this is the just the facts of Lio convoy
0: yeah he's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, no I told you just to investigate you know not to like pick a fight or anything and Lyo Jr.'s like, hey, well, we have, like, the control unit for that ship or whatever for the teleport gate, so we could use that to, like, destroy the Predacons or whatever. And Lyo Convoy's just kind of like, yeah, it doesn't even matter. Like, what was it worth it if, if Kid, like, dies because of this? And, and Lio Jr. is kind of is being a little baby, and he's like, I don't care. Like, he's not my friend. None of you are my friends. None of you respect me. Like, you know, I'm going to do this all by myself. Uh, Like, screw you guys, I'm going home. Like
2: I I I think Lyle Jr.'s immature, obviously. Like, they play him, like, overly immature. But uh, some of the things he says, like, seem to make sense to me, though. I mean, like, I I don't think, I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm just kind of like, well, yeah, okay, Lyle Convoy sent them there just on a recon mission. Okay, that's fine. But it's not like the Decepticons were just like, you know, I don't know, drinking my ties and slumming it, and they could have avoided the fight. I mean, it's like they yeah. they were both in the same place. Like they sort of they sort of had to engage them. Like I don't I don't know. I, I I from my perspective, I was just kind of like, well, it's not all. It's not like it's not like they they had the the space time changer and they could have quietly walked away. But then you know, Loud Junior's like, fuck this, I want to start a fight. Like it's like they were already there. So I don't know. I I. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be too—I mean, I, I guess because he's, he's such a Wesley character. You know, he's such a whiny Wesley character. Like, I don't, <laughs> want to be, I don't want to be overly hard on him because he's already got enough against him as it is. So I'm, I'm just trying to offer some defense where, you know, Lyle Convoy does seem to me to be a little—he's he, a little Mr. Cap you know like like in this case where it's just like he's like all right just the facts mister you know like like what did i tell you to do you told me not to engage and you engage it's like but they were like right there with guns to my head that doesn't matter you know (laughs) and that that's what it felt like to me and i get what he's saying he's like is it worth it if, if kid dies because of this thing but at the same time my thing would have been well is it worth it if we all die because i didn't Get it back, like you know, like if the you know I'm like if the Destrons if the the Predacons get it, it's not you, what you think they're going to use it for like flowers and sunshine, like no, they're going to fucking use it to fucking to hurt our asses. So, but anyway, that
1: that's just my little yeah. diatribe on it. Well, well, me on the other hand, I have no problem giving Leo Calaway Junior shit because it's just like, what if Destiny Kid die and he's like. Whatever, he's not my friend. Sure he took a bullet meant for me, but that's not what a friend does and I'm like, Wow, you're such a douche <laughs> He doesn't say that, but that's pretty much how he acts. He's just like whatever. Well, I guess
0: yeah, I I see both like you know, I I see both. Uh, I agree with what Derek's saying, but and, and uh, like also like it, it doesn't it, like if you had never seen any of Beast Wars two, it, like they don't give the best impression of like the relationship Lyo Junior has with the rest of the Maximals in this movie. Like when he first asks, "Can I like I'll go investigate," and everyone's like, "No, you're a stupid kid. You can't like go like go home, go go to your room or whatever." So it's not like they were all cool with him like before. So. But, um yeah, yeah. in any case, yeah, he throws his little tantrum, and uh he he says he'll defeat the Predacons by himself if if like he's not welcome here anymore, and he, he transforms and he he runs out of the base and he he takes the control unit with him
1: I, I would like to mention that it's kind of funny, I thought it was funny, he's like running away and stuff, and I think it's just the animation, but like <laughs> lio Convoy just like, no, lio Convoy, dude, you're away, come back, don't run away, okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Never mind. Never mind. Whatever. We'll we'll make it without you. But um at at the uh, the Predacon uh, base uh you know they they're giving Galvatron the news that they couldn't get the control unit uh to operate the teleport gate. But uh Galvatron somehow knows that Lyo Junior is out on his own and I, I don't, I, he must have like some kind of spy cameras or something. Cause he, he see, uh, he's either saw like, like Lio jr. Like run off on his own in a, in a huff. And he, he, he knows that like Lio jr. Still has the control like unit apparently too. So I guess he has really good, like, uh, uh, spy or surveillance equipment or something. But, um, he kind of, he, he, he puts a plan into motion, like, they'll, they'll, they're gonna kind of, like, dark side talk, uh, Lio Jr. into joining them, so, uh, they, they ambush Lio Jr. in the, in the, what do you call it, in the forest, and, uh, Galvatron, uh, basically, like, is it, actually pretty nice to him, where he says, like, you know, if if you're on your own, like, you can join us, you know, we'll, we'll treat you with respect and be your, your buddies, like, and uh, Lyo Junior says, "I'm not going to join you." So then Galvatron like kind of pulls Plan B, and he says, uh, "Well, look, here's here's what happened. Like we were messing with like the teleport gate, and it we screwed up, and it it will destroy this entire planet. And unless you give us like the control like key, uh, the the control unit, like we can't stop it, and we'll all die." And um, I, I was thinking this is actually like a pretty like like smart like, move, basically, like, on Galvatron's part. Like, cause it's a very, like, well-constructed lie that's, like, hard to dispute, basically. And, like, Lyo Jr.'s not, like, the... is impressionable, and he's not, like, the brightest tool in the shed. So, like, I, I I thought this was a pretty, like, I don't know, shrewd tactic, basically. I don't know. What did you guys think of that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it worked, and, and it made sense. I mean, the, the only thing I thought was interesting was that... The, you, if, if you were not as naive as Lyo Jr. was, you know, as an adult, you might be suspicious of so much kindness from your enemy, you know, basically. Because traditionally, they, you know, the Destrons or Predacons are the enemies to a maximal. But, you know, since he's in this kind of susceptible state based on you know, he basically he just had this big fight with his father figure who is, you know, Lyle convoy and, and his it, conceivably his his best buddy, the the only guy who's looking out for him, Tasmanian Kid, is, you know, dying pretty much or at least he's gravely injured. You know, so so I, I think the problem is, like the reason why everything breaks apart is because Tasmanian Kid is the shit and he wasn't there to fix stuff. Because I I think you see in the beginning of the piece, it's like, oh, all these old crutchety fucks who should all be eaten like scuba or whatever, like they, they all give you know they they or or Bighorn or whatever, they all give Lyo Junior shit. And ostensibly, Lyle Jr. is like the main character in this movie. I mean, he's the one who actually has an arc, and he he sort of changes, you know, by the end of it. He's growing up, like, type situation. And I think the thing is Tasmanian Kid has gone through some of the similar growing pangs that Lyle Jr. is currently going through. So he can sort of smooth things over. He can be like, all right, old fucks, I know you want to give him a bunch of shit like you want to give the new guy shit, and I get it because you gave me shit. But he's like, all right, you had your fun, you gave him your your rousing, you know, you, you know. But but now, how about we 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 take him on the mission so he gets some experience, and you know, we do it that way. And that's why Lyle Convoy's kind of like, mm, okay, and they let him <laughs> go, you know. But but I think in the other instance. Tasmanian kid is wounded, he can't say anything, so then it degenerates into this whole, like, what the hell were you doing, Lyle Jr.? And Lyle Jr.'s like, I'm doing what I thought I should do, and it's like, well, it's not what I think you should do. He's like, well, fine, then, I don't need any of you fucks, you're not my friends, I'm going out of here, I gotta do it myself. You know, and it's like, it just escalates, so in this case, like, you know, Galvatron basically is playing into that, it's like, well, they, they probably aren't your friends, and You know, and and of course, he's not buying that he he is sort of wise enough to be suspicious of that. So that's when, you know, Galvatron changes his tactics and is kind of like, all right, let me let me tell you the truth. And he's like, oh, wait, he's going to tell me the truth now. And this is where he sort of buys into it, because he's like, oh, well, you know, now he must be telling me the truth, because before he was sort of he was sort of sugarcoating it. So now he must be, it's kind of like you you tell somebody one, it's like a faint, you know, you, you tell somebody one fake lie, you know, it's like, oh, you kind of lead them in and then, and then you give them the right hand when they're not looking, you know, you're like, yeah, you know, and that's basically what, what he's doing, you know, he kind of faints and then he, and then he does the punch, you know, so it's like, oh, okay, like this, this makes sense. And I mean, the, 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 with the, you know, as much emotional content as there can be in this, like, 45-minute movie or whatever, like, it, it works. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the the only thing I suppose you could argue is, you know, then at that point, Tasmanian kid does show up, you know, gets out of his hospital bed and is like, <laughs> yeah. don't fall for this shit, kid! And you'd think he would be, one, happy to see that he's still alive and maybe listen to him. But I, I, I think... It, it's that weird desire for acceptance, and, and it it gets executed in strange ways. It's like, oh, I'm going to prove to them that, like, I know what I'm doing, so I'm going to go do this stupid thing, because yeah. it's actually going to show them that I know what I'm doing. You know, like, it's kind of like, like going, oh, you know, you probably shouldn't jump off that bridge, but if I jump off this bridge, they will know that I'm brave and you know, whatever, but it's like, oh, you might die. No, 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 I'm I'm competent and I'm not scared and they can't give me shit anymore, you know, so it's like this weird kind of thing where where he's, I, it seems like he's taken some kind of, you know, abuse in terms of like, you know, I guess, I, I, I've never gone through it myself, but like I would imagine there's that element of like, like fraternity stuff where they they have pledges and they do all this nasty shit to them. Like I don't know why anybody would want to subject themselves to that, but it seems like in this context, the Lyo Junior is kind of like the new pledge that got a bunch of shit pulled on him, and then he's finally had enough. But then this new fraternity comes along and they're like, "Hey, bro, like we won't make you do all the shitty pledges where we ask you to put a cracked egg on your head. All we want." is your credit card number. And, like, (laughs) what it is is, bro, like, we're not going to use it improperly. We just want to buy, like, one keg for, like, the frat house because, like, we had a keg, but, like, you know, Spiffy drank it all. So if you could just give us your credit card number, and then, you know, what ends up happening is they buy, like, you know, I don't know, a fucking $100 thousand dollar lamborghini with it and then crash it or something but you know anyway sorry long-winded stupid analogy but that's to me it makes sense and that's basically what's kind of going on in this scene
0: yeah i thought it was it was it was like a kind of complex line of like like almost reverse psychology like especially for like this this uh the targeted audience basically but um yeah Yeah, as, as as they're Oh,
1: I was just gonna I was just gonna add real quick because Derek pretty much summed up kind of what I was thinking. But like it, it was also like uh Lio Jr. also he, he just said, you know, you know, you guys aren't my friends, you know, and I'm sure he's still a hurt you know, he's he's feeling, you know, a little betrayed, I guess. So he's not so much joining the Destrons, he's just like, you know, they have what I want to prove that I that I knew what I was doing. And like, you know, it's kind of a matter of pride, you know, it's like He's not like you know. I'm joining the bad guys. He's like, no. I'm just going to like work with these guys to like fix what like you know the problem is, and that'll show that'll show my friggin' you know pals that I know what I'm doing. Ass wipes. It's
2: like it's like yeah.
1: It's only. If the only way to show
2: Delta Lambda Delta Lambda that I'm super cool is to go join you know Beta Alpha Bravo, then I'll I'll have to go do that you know like and, and show them what's what I guess.
0: As Derek said, yeah, like, Tasmania Kid shows up, and I guess, like, no one was watching him or something, because he somehow, like, made it all the way to where Lio Jr. ran off to, like, injured and all. So I was See, like, just I guess,
2: the show all those old fucks don't give a shit about young people, I like, guess they paid no. a bunch of concern, but then he managed to get out of his hospital bed, even though he's on, like, death's door, so, you know.
1: How's Tasmania kid doing? Eh, hey, he's fine. I just checked on him like what? 10
2: he's hours fine. Ago.
0: He's
1: great. <laughs> I checked on him six hours ago.
0: He's cool. Yeah. So he he tries to talk like Lyo Junior out of it, but uh, ultimately Lyo Junior decides to believe Galvatron and go with them. So they return to the Predacon base, and Lyo Junior gives up the control unit, and uh, like immediately, like Galvatron's like, "Ha I tricked you. Fooled
2: you." Yeah. You?
0: Like, yeah, so, like, shocking no one except for Lyo Jr., like, it was a trick, but, um... Like, how did not even he like, what? No! Oh! Yeah, there was a close-up oh. of Lyo Jr. He oh. went, oh. oh! Evil guy is evil! Yeah, uh. but, um, anyway, like... Galvatron reveals, like, what he plans to do with the teleport gate, and, uh, his plan is to summon Megatron, uh, and it's not very clear if he means, like, the original, like, G1 Megatron, or, like, Beast Wars Megatron, and I think either kind of fits in the situation, but, um, they, they throw Lio Jr. in the cell and they basically tell him, you know, when we get Megatron here, basically, we're gonna use him to kill all your friends, so blah So Lyo Jr. is kind of, like, all uh, sad of
2: I I always kind of don't get stuff like that. Like, I I don't really care if it was Beast Wars Megatron or if it was G1 Megatron. It's like, I, I guess I sort of get it. Like, I suppose, like, if you're a bad guy, you have the hubris to believe you could control this thing. But, like, imagine, like, okay, imagine I'm the most evil person ever, right? And I'm Derek, and I'm leading all these guys, and my master plan is to use Doctor Who's phone booth to bring, like, I don't know, Attila the Hun to present day, and then he can, like, ravage the land. But it's like, what makes me think I'm so awesome that I could, like, control Attila the fucking Hun? Do you know what I mean? Like, like that that's something that always bugs me, where it's like, it's like wait a minute. So your plan, it, it's like, it's to release this really, really bad thing. It's like, why do you think, like, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's always like, especially when it's like a... Another leader class guy. I'm always like, w- why, why is that a good thing?
0: Like, wouldn't he be? Yeah. Isn't he... isn't it more likely that he'd kill Galvatron and, like, and then take just over? take
2: over? Yeah. Like, I yeah, I don't yeah that that part always like kind of baffles me. It's like I can understand if it's like, okay, I'm going to release this controllable monstrous force or thing or whatever, and and the reason why we know we can control it is we've got these. Controller tabs, or you know, whatever it is. But in this case, I'm just always kind of like, I don't know. It, it's sort of baffling to me. Treachery keeps the
0: witch shop. In in whatever case, uh, kid returns to maximal camp and uh, he tells them what has occurred, and uh, immediately everyone like starts, yeah, pretty much. You know, like Derek said, judging Lyo Junior. You know, Lyo Convoy even says like he's gonna, you know, get more then he, what do you call? It? It's going to be more than more just than, a reprimand this time. Yeah,
2: basically. I, I will give him more than a stern talking to. Yeah, it's and that that, they all—they all basically are just like that dirty traitor scumbag. <laughs> like, yeah, mean, they, they, yeah, they, ready they ready jump immediately
0: jumped ass, ass, you know. And that, what do you call? It? Kid kind of brings up what Derek talked about, where like he, he says, "Don't judge like Kid uh, uh, Lyo Junior like too harshly, because like you know I've been there." And I I know, like, what it's like to have to prove myself to, like, you know, you guys. So don't, like, you know, he, he don't judge him too harshly for what, you know, he might have been tricked into doing, basically.
2: Yeah, and again, like, Kid is healthy enough in this case to actually be a, a, a bridge, a voice of reason bridging the, the two generations, I think. You know, saying, look, I've palled around with you guys, and I know what's up, but I've also palled around with him, and, you know, don't, you know... Don't throw him out just yet. Like, don't give up on him, you know, type thing. So that's, you know, yeah. I, I, I think that makes sense.
1: Kid, Kid um, like, comes off as, like, the wisest character in this movie. And, and not only that, but, like, near the end, I'm like, I want you to be my dad. You're awesome. You're so supportive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kid is actually uh, one of the only ones that talks a lot of sense in this movie. So, um. Except for getting anyway, a big hole plastered in
2: his chest, but other than that, he's he's all, yeah, he's
0: all good. I guess he was like sucking in all the scents through that hole or whatever. I don't know, but um,
1: <laughs> absorbing scents through my chest hole.
0: <laughs> so anyway, like they 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 set the the device to like Megatron's wavelength, I guess, and they activate like the teleport gate, and uh parts of the ship fly up and form, like, this big, like, you know, interdimensional hole in the sky. It's like it's like and a uh,
2: Bermuda Triangle in the middle of the sky, basically.
0: Yeah, And, uh, something comes through, but it's not Megatron. Megatron
2: Janai! Uh, Megatron, Megatron <laughs> da. <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da>.
0: Indeed. <laughs> That's Indeed. The, with, Megatron Janai. Yeah. When they said that, like, all I could think of
2: was fucking Double Zeta song. I was like, Megatron Janai! Megatron.
1: it's know. not
0: Megatron nope it is not Megatron yeah. and um galv- whatever it is, it's huge and it only it almost crushes like some of like Galvatron's troops when it like lands and uh Galvatron's getting kind of mad at like uh what do you call Gigastorm for like screwing this up somehow, and uh he tells Hellscream to find out what the hell this thing is, and Hellscream uh identifies it as Majin zarek which, uh, much like uh, Violin Jiger, is a well-established and, like, legendary Decepticon super weapon that we've all heard of before. No, wait. No. <laughs> no, we haven't. Like, <laughs> is it, He's underbite. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. It, it, much like Violin Jiger and Underbite, yeah, it's, it's someone we've heard of before, yes.
2: Well, I um, suppose I suppose you could argue, like, because they, they do talk about on the wiki how it's like, oh, he does share the same name with, like, Basically, you know, Scorpion, you know, yeah. like because it's like, oh well, there's been plenty of Decepticons or Destrons with the the nomenclature of Zarek, but obviously we've never seen this particular character before. But you know, in terms of what I was saying before, like you'd think this would be the original plan, though, right? Like because it's like I would rather bring some huge, devastating, hulking, ma- you know, it's it's kind of like what what would you rather have like bruticus from the the fall for cybertron video game at your command or you know I invite Mike over to play the game with me, and I'm like, oh, Mike, help me play this game. And then all of a sudden it's like, get out of the way, Derek, I'm taking over. And it's like, wait, I wanted to play the video game. No, no, you won't play it right. Like, I will play it. And then it's like, but then it sort of defeats my plan, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'd rather just have it like where, you know, I've unlocked the cool Bruticus that I can control,
1: not have Mike come in and play the game for me, you know? (laughs) I would like to say that I've, I've redubbed Majin Zarek based off his design. From now from now on, I will only refer to him as Majin Thundersize.
0: Yeah, I know. Holy crap. He's like this, like, triple, uh, he's got, I think he's got, like, friggin' three legs and two tails. And, yeah, he's, I don't know, he's like this weird, like, uh, three-legged beast with like a giant backpack of guns or not guns but like weird like thrusters or something and it's like a devil head or or some kind of head with horns on it which is really weird and he he turns into a like an earth-based like uh uh aircraft carrier i was gonna
2: say apparently he scanned the uss flag when he landed (laughs) i
0: guess so yeah yeah i guess this is where that like the 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 potential like you know Gaia is actually like a apocalyptic earth uh like detail comes into effect because maybe yeah they they had him scan some kind of aircraft carrier as his alternate mode but um and of all, he's equal. a
1: he's a fucking shell former anyway
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, conveniently, like, he has some kind of, hes I guess he's also, like, sort of a big mindless beast or something, because Galvatron is able to take an old, tiny, like, wooden, like, pirate ship, <laughs> like, steering wheel, and plug it in and use it to drive this thing, basically. And uh, yeah. he he also, he, he is sure to take a moment to, like, like video call, like, li- Lio Jr. and say, like, troll him a little. Like, you know, thanks for <laughs> this dude. Like, thanks, kid. Like. You're one in a million, kid.
1: <laughs> Look at this cool thing I got, because you suck. Ha ha ha!
0: But yeah, so he he, he, he he has Majin Zarek destroyed, like, this giant iceberg. And uh, he's kind of like, this thing is awesome! Like, I like, I don't know why I ever wanted Megatron, basically, like Derek said. Like, this should have been our plan all along. <laughs> but but uh, it's so just, just, just oh so convenient it turned out this way but um anyway uh, back back at uh cybertron headquarters uh they detect like they their their sensors are able to detect like Majin zarek's presence, and of course everyone recognizes what it is and you know, I guess since, like, Beast Wars 2 takes place in the future, I guess maybe this is something that happened in between those years where they, you know, they, they can recognize it, or it's some kind of legendary enemy from the data tracks or whatever. But, you know, the, clearly they know they're overwhelmed by this giant, like, battle station, but um, they got to try and fight anyway. So the, the Maximals attack... Um, they, like, Apache takes out, like, his little, like, uh, they take, they have, like, little, like, fighters, I guess, in their ship. So they, they kind of, like, do bombing runs on Majin Zarek, and they, they they shoot, you know, as much as they can, but obviously they're outgunned. Back on, in, in back, uh, no, actually, I think it's, uh, I was going to say on Majin Zarek, but I think it's all the way back at the Predicon base. Um, Lyo Jr. breaks, manages to break out of his cell. Um, and uh, Thrustor and Dirge Gun are, are assigned to guard him, and they, they chase after him, but uh, Junior manages to hold off until Skywarp and Santon show up. Junior decide, like, asks them to fuse into Magna Boss again, and uh, I guess they're spiritually in sync this time because it, it works, And uh, but Lio Jr. has a plan to sort of like redeem himself, I guess, so he... he, he has them fuse into Magnaboss and they they take a shot in the chest by Thrustor, which kinda of damages them and like uh weakens uh the the union, I guess. And Magnaboss runs to the back to the teleport gate and uh he kinda like rips out some of his wires and he uses his own like personal like power source to power the gate and uh pull some help in to fight Majin Zarek.
1: I will say this, Leo Junior, he he, Lyle Jr., he is awesome at science, because he just does shit, and
0: science happens. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He just kind of, like, <laughs> yanks wires out of his chest and, like, loops them around. It's kind of like, kinda uh...
2: like but my, my smartphone does not work. Allow me to pull out my intestines, plug them on the cell phone. <laughs> Whoa, well, I got, like, 4G connection, baby. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just that easy. Yep. Anyway, uh, the the Maximals are still kind of fighting Majin Zarek and the the other Predacons uh, show up and, you know, there's a little skirmish... And uh, Galvatron has Mazinger Zarek turn into his like giant monster mode. And, wait,
2: wait, uh, before you go into the giant monster mode, there's a cool moment where where uh, Lio Convoy steps up to fight with Gigastorm, and then he like basically like smacks him away, and it's like Team Gigastorm is blasting all fucking
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, he uses his Lio Typhoon. Yeah. Where he spins his mane around and creates like
1: He's like, dust. Sorry brother. Whoa, plastic <laughs> off again. And, and this this was Tribicon, folks. This, this toy is Tripicon.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Tripicon.
2: Team Rocket. Pretty much the same thing. Come on, if Daniel and Willie can beat you up, you're you're your <laughs> yeah, the same. And yeah.
0: one weakness, Tripticon. aside from like rickety rope bridges, yeah. <laughs> true point, true point. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Majin Zarek, like, unleashes this blast that, like, destroys, like, an entire mountain, and the the Maximals have to pull back, basically. Um, And then Galvatron gets, like, a a text message, basically, where it says, like, you think you beat us, but we're going to beat you, so, like, we'll settle this and come to, like, this certain point, and it's signed Convoy. So, like, Galvatron's like, CONVOY ME! Like, like, he thinks Lyo Convoy's, like, fucking with him or whatever. So, like, he, he directs Majin Zarek to go to this point. Lyo Convoy's been, since after that giant blast that destroyed the mountain, Lyo Convoy's been buried under an avalanche. And he hears a voice, like, telling him to get up and, like, the fight isn't done yet and, you know, you're, you're still needed. And, uh, Lyo Convoy, like, asks who it is, and uh, whoever it is says he was summoned to, the, to this planet by Magnaboss, and he kind of compliments Magnaboss, and Lyo Convoy like, oh, like, I should have, like, been nicer to Lyo Jr., I guess. Like, he has that <laughs> moment. Lyo Convoy is freed from the rubble by this mysterious stranger that Magnaboss, uh, summoned, and, uh, the, the rest of the Maximals all gather, and, uh, Everyone it is revealed that Magnaboss brought Optimus Primal to planet Gaia or or as they just kind of refer to him as convoy because right. um this is this is I guess we can talk about this now, but in the first season of Beast Wars, like the Japanese like when they translated it they I guess they assumed that Optimus Primal was like convoy like or Optimus prime, basically. So they, yeah, they kind of like worked it like that. but I I, kinda you know, I, I remember
2: watching the, the pilot of these stores and, and making that assumption myself, you know, and I didn't yeah. realize that, they, you know, I, I don't think unless you continue watching the show, you don't realize, oh, this is just like some ancestor who, you know, it's like it's not the George Washington. It's like some other dude named Georgie Washington, you know, who's like in the far flung future, you know, and I'm like, oh, OK.
1: Yeah, I think they have, like, kind of retroactively kind of retconned that, though. Not, yeah. not his appearances, well, but just his yeah, name. They, they, they call him Beast Convoy now, yeah.
0: Yeah, they, I guess they would have had to retcon it after, like, season two and three came out. So where it's obvious he's not Optimus Prime. Yeah, but um, the, the Maximals kind of treat him that way, basically. Like, they call him the legendary, like, Supreme Commander, like, Convoy and stuff like that. And I guess... Since, you know, we talked about the teleport gate being able to summon things from, like, you know, anywhere in time, or, you know... Uh, and and since since Beast Wars 2 takes place thousands of years after Beast Wars, you could maybe assume that Optimus Primal has since become a legend at this point, basically.
2: Well, yeah, and, I mean, you, know, you, would, you would think based on either, I mean, you know... I, I hate to bring it up, but you know, based on what what he did in Beast Machines, I mean, he's yeah. got to be pretty legendary one way or the other. What, whatever you're referring to, so
1: yeah. One um, one what, what kind of fun fan theory that uh, has, has gone around is the reason that, uh, besides the fact that like, that was just a toy that was available, is the reason why we get season one optimal Optimus uh, Optimus Primal is that the moment they plucked him out of space time was right when he was in his little escape pod flying towards, you know, his imminent destruction, and they plucked him out there. And that's why he's, you know, there's no continuity gap because, you know, he's gone and, like, you know, in the first part of season two, and that's the fan theory that, like, he got plucked out then, and then he got put back, and that's why he can be absent, and also no one's like, you know, like, where where did he go, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that, that works. That works as well. Um, you gotta fudge it in whatever case, like, somehow, yeah, so, but, um, in whatever case, you know, Optimus Primal has apparently heard of, like, everyone, like, Lyo Convoy and whatever, and he, because there's no, there's no, I guess there's no introductions necessary, basically, and, um he says, you know, he'll help them in whatever way he can. And, uh, basically Lio Convoy comes up with a plan, you know, him and Apache and Bighorn and Optimus Primal will all like lead the attack on Majin Zarek. And, um, Scuba and the others will find a weak point. Magna boss, like, volunteers to fight, too, but Lio Convoy says, like, oh, no, you, you've you been injured. Like, look at that hole in your chest. Yeah, th- and, uh, at
2: this point, I was kind of like, have you people learned nothing? <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. Like, we, and, I was like, we've been through this. Like, we've got to handle this differently this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then, like, yet again, <laughs> yet again, Tasmania Kid is like, nah, he's cool. Like, let him fight, dudes. Like, and and Lyo Convoy's like, don't you have a hole in your chest, too? Like... <laughs> and like, okay, I mean, has like
2: has we, the we so, injured, will look after one another in the midst of battle.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tasmania Kid's like, I'll look after him, like, even though we're both, like, half-dead or whatever. <laughs>
2: we're we're half-dead bros.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's um,
1: severely damaged.
0: <laughs> they're half-dead secret bros, yeah. And in any case, uh, the Galvatron's, like, piloted Majin Zarek to that point that, uh, Convoy sent the message to, um, and it's like a narrow canyon, and uh, they get they get a uh, message from uh, Big Moss, one of the Insectrons, who were another like sub faction in Beast Wars too, like who, who informs them of this fact, and uh, I guess it's a little quick cameo of them for them. Optimus Primal and Lyle Convoy like confront Majin Zarek directly, and uh, Galvatron has m- the Majin Zarek like attack them. Uh Magna Boss channels like this power that Tasmania kid like like plugs into him and uh Magna Boss like picks up Majin Zarek's aircraft carrier and like just hurls it away. And uh, <laughs> this it knocks Galvatron out of the 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 thing and uh, Gigastorm swoops in and carries uh, Galvatron away and I guess that's it for them basically. Which is kind of, I was like, wait a minute, like, couldn't you just go back in there and, like, retake control? But, okay, whatever, we've got to wrap this movie up.
1: I was going to say, it's kind of funny because uh, Gigastorm rescues him in, like, his defense space mode, which apparently can fly in this universe. And, like, his head's just hanging off the back of it, and he's like, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, like like, yeah. Majin Zarek suddenly transforms from his, like, aircraft carrier mode into his monster mode, and it turns out he's not, like, some big mindless weapon thing. He's alive. They try and fight him again, and then Diver, uh, calls them and tells him he's found, like, Majin Zarek's weak spot, and of course it's, like, the the center eye on his forehead, you know, attack that point for maximum damage, basically. Commander, his weak point is the symbol on his chest,
2: Darn it. How did he find out? Right. Get you. Fire! I thought it was funny when Magna Boss tried to pull out his his Magna Blade, and like, so in my notes, because it obviously doesn't do anything to imagine Zarek, so like in my notes I was channeling, you know, Darkseid from Hunter Prey, where, you know, I was like, what? My Magna Blade does not work! You know, and it made me laugh, (laughs) because it was like, you know, it's supposed to be like one of his awesome sword moves or whatever, and it's like, oh, this doesn't do anything.
0: Nope, nada, nothing. Power sword does not work. But luckily, you know, the third eye
2: on the top of the forehead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the, the very obvious, like, weakness, yeah. It does double damage. It's super effective if you attack that point.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: so that, what do you call, once they know this, uh, Optimus Primal and Lyle Convoy, uh, like, they call on the power of their matrixes, I guess. Like, in, I guess Optimus Primal's matrix is that, like, weird des- jewel design he has on his chest. And Lyo Convoy has, like, a matrix in his, on the side of his chest. And, uh, they upgrade into Super Cybertron mode, I guess. So, but they, 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 you know, their colors, like, in, not in. I was gonna say invert, but they don't really invert. They um, like Lyo Convoy gets all golden, and uh, Optimus Primal gets all red and gold. They turn into Flash Lyo Convoy and Burning Convoy. There was there and, uh, was a,
2: a two pack of this, wasn't there? Like toys.
0: I think so. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know that they were. Toys. Made. I, I remember yeah.
2: something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, but anyway, you know, they they enter their super modes basically. And uh, they transform into beast mode and like Optimus Primal's riding on Lyo Convoy's back. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's actually well, very well animated, actually. Like the animation budget goes up for this like 10 second sequence, basically. And, um, you know, uh, Optimus Primal leaps off and uh, punches uh, the third eye. Then they both jump. They both jump back and they combine their matrixes into the double matrix blaster and uh, shoot it directly in the eye, which also, which destroys, like, not only does it destroy Majin Zarek's, like, head, it, like, disintegrates him, like, completely eventually. So, yeah, that's that. Like, Majin Zarek's gone. Like, the super legendary weapon, like, got destroyed by, like, their their temporary power-up that will never be seen again, basically. So, yeah. <laughs> every it, Cool stuff. Like, cool story, bro. Like, um, <laughs> they, the, the movie wraps up at that this point where they return to the teleport gate and, uh, Optimus Primal says he has to return to, uh... I guess like he says, Enerjoa, which I guess is the the Beast Wars planet, basically. But that this is where like the the timey wimey stuff kind of like gets uh, uh, a little confusing, or maybe like you might question some things. Where like like Tony said, like maybe is, is he still like in season one, I guess, but yet he has knowledge of. Uh, you know it seems like he has more knowledge than he should at this point and he's like more confident than he should be if he was you know <laughs> if if he was season 1 primal he was he would probably be a little more like or less experienced it seems like and maybe a little less treated like a like living legend or whatever but I don't know. I guess that you can you can chalk it up to timey whiny shenanigans or whatever, or some some kind of mystical mumbo jumbo.
2: Maybe when he first came out, Leo Junior's like, "These guys are all lame, and they make fun of me all the time. Can you just act like big <laughs> and important so they listen to me for once?" And he's like,
1: "All right, sure, I can do that, yeah, this, kid. I can this, do that. These guys are all dumb. You're gonna think you're Optimus Prime. Just go with it." <laughs> 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 I He's like, like
2: I, I thought you were Optimus Prime at first too, until you got all namby pamby and self-dowdy on me. But you can't, you can't show that in front of these guys. You got to put up a good face. He's like, "Will do, kid. Will do."
0: Okay. From this point on, we will retcon in. Like, Lyo Junior gives uh, Optimus Prime uh, like, a like pe- a pep talk in between. Yeah, yeah
2: the totally, here, totally. Basically. He's like, you can't show these guys an inch of weakness, or they'll walk all over you.
0: And then
1: Optimus Primal's like, "Oh well, in that case, very well." And he just gets all like he's he all serious. He's like, "I've been going through the same bullshit for months, and you're not going to do it, okay?"
0: <laughs> At least, it, like Optimus Primal didn't say like, "I have to go return to Beast Machines." Oh, <laughs> like, can I, like, can I stay here, you guys, like, please,
2: <laughs> please. Um, yeah, I have, to, like,
0: I have to. It's like Lyo Junior. You remind me of this stupid ass like guy I, I hang <laughs> out with. The
2: only difference him. is you don't flick a little piece of your fruity hair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: was gonna, I I gonna co-op with your old uh, catchphrase, like I, was, I just wanted him to like shake Lyo Convoy's hand and just be like, "I used to blow my burden. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye."
2: that's pretty much what happens and then they have to the the maximals decide to destroy the bermuda triangle or whatever it is for good so that
0: yeah
2: it seems like it's it's damaging
0: local time and space or something so they they send primal through and they destroy the gate and uh that's pretty much it and uh, i guess uh they've learned from this that they should treat Lyle Jr. a little better, maybe, but yeah, they probably well, don't. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I, I thought it was a good arc for Lyle Jr., too, because I mean, he, he, hopefully he he's learned not to be quite so whiny, too. I mean, I, I, I think they all share some blame for how things went down. I mean, it's, it, you know what's interesting to me, though, is I, I think this was well-written in the sense that the, to me, the main character, the protagonist, really is Lio Jr. And it's not like when we watch, you know, the 2015 R.I.D., or or like how I always bitch about Episode 2. It's not like Yoda just comes in at the end, flip-flips, and steals away the arc. It's like Lio Jr. is directly responsible for the climax. Like, he might not be the guy who punched the eye and blew up Mage and Zarek, but without him... That would have never occurred. So, like, I'm okay with that being. The, it, it, to me, that's better than, you know, Lyle Jr. doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sonic the Yoda pops in and is like, "Punch <laughs> the guy, I will," you know. And then it's the end, you know. Like, it's like I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, I get that they have to have the Primes be the ones that that do the super power up move and everything, but you know, I I, I thought the way it was handled was was better if that's if that's what you're gonna go with like if you're gonna sort of do a transfer of the climax to certain characters i think that way at least in my head it seemed a lot more logical because even though Lio jr was the character that you basically follow throughout this whole movie he he is directly responsible and he's involved in the climax you know even though he might not deliver the final blow or anything
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, he
1: does have that cool that cool moment where he like he throws a fucking aircraft carrier. I mean, that's not too shabby. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets him and him and Tasmania kid like you know get to do uh, you know contribute a little bit. And it's it, I guess it's not like, at least even though Tasmania kid might be like a, like like the cooler guy at this point, like he doesn't have access to like sort of the power that like Lyo Junior does when he becomes like Magna Boss and stuff. So like you know it's it's nice that they got to like at least do something with all that power
1: oh yeah yeah and and of course and of course like you I mean you have to understand this this character is called Lio Lio convoy junior so he's obviously being groomed to be the leader so i mean them being hard on him you could kind of get because you know they're a little too douchey but at the same time like like the his two buddies uh Skywarp and Santon they're not quite as bad. Like, you know, even when they come back, they're like, you know, like, we will always be by your side. We never, like, you know, will just leave you out high and dry. You know, they have that nice little moment. But, you know, I, you know, I guess, you know, it's a little bit of a hard knocks kind of thing, but just, it was just a little too hard knocks-y, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, they had a good moment in terms of arc,
2: too, because I think their gut reaction is, no, you're too young. You're the young master, and you don't always know what's right. But when they have that second encounter, and, and their you know, their spirits, quote-unquote, are in alignment, you know, that there's that moment where they, they doubt for a minute, but then they go, okay, what is it you want to do exactly? And, and again, if they had said, no, you're just a little kid, you're a snot-nosed kid, you don't know what you're doing, grab him by the ear and pull him back to the, you know, the Yakakaze ship or whatever, then, you know, you would have never gotten Optimus Primal. So because they had faith in him and trusted him, and because he was thinking of somebody other than himself, you know, like all those things led to the the resolution. So, you know, I mean, you might think like, oh, well, the third eye getting hit is such a simple video game resolution. Well, you know, a lot of things could have gone wrong that you don't realize that, you know, basically, there there were other Changa pieces in play that could have toppled the whole building if you if you weren't paying attention. You know, so I, I think in that case, you know, it, it is a good relation between you know his his own specific combiner teammates as well as as everybody
1: else. All in all, like you know, I, I will say that like it, it it did feel like a movie. I'll give it that like. The, the Majin Zarek is kind of silly, but, it, I mean, it's a big bet. And I and honestly, when you think about it, wouldn't you rather it be some big no-name thing that they have to defeat instead of, like, if they had Galvatron and they blew his head off, you know? <laughs> or Megatron, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Like, I wouldn't want to see Megatron be punked out by these guys, so,
1: you know.
2: Yeah, they could always do a ring around the Rosie and bury Galvatron forever. <laughs>
0: and the, there, there was ice right there Yeah, I yeah, could yeah. have done some kind of like head formation and, and Galvatron would have been like someone help
2: me quickly I'm not, I'm not bitter or anything
0: darn my dream is ruined I, I would,
2: I would just like to say the record is uh, you know, uh, unless some magical announcement happens in the next couple of days um You know, I I do think it's kind of disappointing that to this point in time, like, you know, Shout Factory or or whoever can legally release this kind of stuff, I, I think it's kind of disappointing that we've never had any kind of official release of this and even even the fact that obviously the the fans of group we were talking about only did so many episodes and that there's been no other fans of group that has even tried to pick this up you know and i I think at this point now in japan they have like legitimately clean and pristine you know dvds and blu-rays of both beast wars the second and and neo at this point so i i'm, I'm kind of surprised that nobody's even tried to you know basically reignite any interest in this one way or the other whether it's the fan sub community or you know uh, any kind of official release i mean we got you know the the japanese headmasters and master force and victory like i i was really hoping you know given that it's been you know, what, like 17 years now? You know, I just thought, hey, you know, it, you know, that that would be kind of cool if, if there was some kind of official subtitled release of something that we, we obviously can't see. I mean, this, the, you know, you could try to watch this. We could recommend, like, oh, you should go out and watch the series, but if we did that, all we could offer you is that if you're an English-speaking person, there's only a few subtitled episodes from, you know, these fan subs that we're talking about, or... There are some fan dubs of, of, I'd say, questionable quality over on TF Cog that you can enjoy, and and you know they, they go a little further, I think, than the fan subs. But that's basically all you have, other than watching it raw. You know, so I mean, if that's your thing, but I, I know I've sort of explained this to you guys before. I mean, back in the day, I did watch some of the future episodes raw, um, but. I, I couldn't do that now. I'd, I'd want to at least sort of get a vague idea of what the story was.
1: It see, by and large, like in America, uh, like Beast Wars 2 and Beast Wars Nia is kind of forgotten. And I know a lot of people will be like, you know, well, duh, it's because it's Japanese. It wasn't over here. But at the same time, Shout Factory has released, you know, Master Force and Victory, and I mean Headmasters.
2: Well, yeah, and, and even, like, uh, even in the fan sub community, I've seen, you know, like TV Nihon did Headmasters, and there were there were subs of Victory, and you know, uh, also, you know, in addition to that, like Car Robots and galaxy force and you know basically you know Superlink, like all the stuff that was brought over here dubbed that that people refer to as the armada trilogy i mean that was subtitled it's like why i, I don't know i guess i maybe this is me being a spoiled you know whiny internet bred person that that has some sense of entitlement but it's like why why wouldn't you want to try to sub a series that has never been sub before, you know, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, maybe I was thinking yeah. maybe it's just a, a a matter of getting clean like video for it's it or something. It's not
2: like not now. Like they've, they've
0: oh, that's true. Yeah, like you said. I
2: like, mean, I mean, like I I I would say like that was true to a point, but recently, like within the last I think year or two, there there have been like really nice. Um, you know region two Japanese releases of the series so i don't i don't think that would be an issue now, you know, so if anybody's yeah. listening that is a fan supper that likes the show or or maybe you know whatever is listening, you know that'd be cool if if that was some kind it of would product. be
0: nice if they yeah. they would include like English subtitles on the japanese like or whatever, yeah, but I yeah. guess that's too much to ask for.
2: It's weird. It's interesting. Some some releases do have stuff like that,
1: but it's not it's not something that is commonplace. I don't think. And like Hasbro actually acknowledges that like these shows exist because I mean we've had mainline versions of like they're they're re- repaints of uh, existing lion uh, toys, but we've had Leo Prime over here like released as a toy. It's like they they acknowledge that This series happened and. You know, we even got we even got Big Convoy repainted as Nemesis Prime, you know, and it's just it's yeah. just strange.
0: Well, I guess like we're coming up on the twentieth anniversary of Beast Wars, so and it was, like just just in fact today we saw like pictures of a masterpiece Optimus Primal that's going to be released. Yeah. So, yeah. no, who knows? Like if, if they if they want to redeco that that they could do it as like burning convoy like from this movie or whatever well,
1: what
2: but, did you guys think of that like release because i know when i i saw the pictures i was like oh that's kind of cool like i i think that's neat that they're go i mean i i suppose there might be some people in the fan community that might still be on the whole you know truck not monkey thing and and would be a guest but i i think it's kind of neat that they're
0: Moving well, in not even that, like, I think we, we know of people who are, like, outraged that, like, they made Star Saber, like, a masterpiece, like, right, in, in, right. before, like, any more, like, you know, 1984
2: guys or whatever. That damn Gundam Transformer. Well, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, what's interesting, though, is in in the context, though... Not to disparage any 1984, like, G1 Transformers or anything like that, but, I mean, it does seem to be the the standard toy business model to use... Protagonists, like the main leader characters, and and you can't really argue that Star Saber or Optimus Primal are not don't fit that bill. Yeah. I mean, these are. Oh yeah. You know, to put it in layman's terms, like those are still the Luke Skywalkers of, of the figure line. Those are still the you know the Dukes and the the Supermans and Batman's and Spidermans, you know, and Ironmans, you know, like the the ones that all get a million variants. So I mean, I,
0: yeah, I. I would say there's a very strong possibility for some kind of new Lio Convoy toy, like, in the future. Like, a masterpiece or not.
2: That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, got a, he's got a great design. I mean, seeing him as a masterpiece would probably be even more awesome than seeing um, Optimus Primal. But I, I think what they've huh. shown so far is, is kind of cool-looking. Like, it, it it looks very... It, it looks so much like the the CGI model. It's like you could, like, you know, slip and slide on his his shiny design or whatever, which <laughs> is 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 kind of I, I guess it's a testament to the the craftsmanship, but it's like wow, it looks it does look like his CGI model. Like I mean, I, I remember there were times where you'd sit there and go, oh geez, I wish the toys could look like they do on the show, and it just wasn't even a possibility. But I think we're you know, now we're in a day and age where people have like digital sculpts of people's faces, and you know, they, they they everybody looks just like they do, you know, in real life, and 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 you can replicate these things like so well, like and it's it's kind of neat. It's 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 a neat time to to be a Transformers collector,
1: I would think. I, I just hope they kind of hit like both uh, both notes. Like, I wanted to have his like his twin scimitars and his. Weird, funky face maze, but I also want him to have like a legitimate like wrist blasters and also his jetpack. I want like the best of both worlds and also yeah. a flip up visor for his mouth. Yeah, I have flip up yeah, face visor. Yeah, it would face, be yeah. really
0: like even if he never used it in the show, it would be nice if they included like the mutant face visor or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, just like I mean, I mean, because when you when you when you say masterpiece, you know, you 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 want the most bang for your buck, so you know. Well, I guess it'd be like having the, the
2: Bumblebee with the different... Like, he, he came with, like, different heads, or did they release different versions of Bumblebee?
0: I think the the masterpiece Bumblebee? Like, yeah. Like, I think he comes with, like, a mask that lets him look like his oh, toy. Yeah, yeah, so, so I would it,
2: imagine so... it would be similar, like, or hopefully it would be similar in this case.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down. Yeah. The Beast Wars are over for now. Okay, well, I think uh, that's pretty much it, I think. That's what we have to say about the Beast Wars 2 movie, Lyo Convoy in imminent danger. I would Derek, like to point out that Lyo
1: do... Convoy was never in imminent danger at any point. I just wanted to point out.
2: <laughs> it's true, yeah. He was I mean, in he, imminent danger of not being Lyo Jr.'s friend. Exactly. <laughs> it was actually realized. He's like, you, sir, are not my friend.
0: The movie should have been called, like, Lyo Jr. in imminent detention or something.
2: (laughs) <laughs> all right, well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I will I'll know where you're going with this, Mike, so I'll, I'll give our regular spiel. If you want to send us any comments, questions, emails, concerns, you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Stitcher Radio. We can be streamed there. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. If you listen on iTunes, give us a nice review. Uh, we appreciate all the likes and uh, follows on Facebook. Thanks very much for those. We are also on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, so you can follow us on all those great social medias. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much where you can find us.
0: Sweet. So uh, this is Mike signing off. This is Derek, Derek
2: WC. Make sure you all go home and suck on your mama's
1: tips. <laughs> um. And this is uh, Tony. I I, I don't. I, all I can say is probably one of the hazing things is like Lio Junior probably had like a yellow head and they painted like you know uh, Lyo convoy. They're like, see, you're the next guy. you're the new one, what, what
2: He woke up one night instead of being yellow head, he, he was painted like Optimus Primal. We're a scuba and diver. They're all
0: back there. Oh, he thinks he's like next in line. <laughs>
2: ま
0: the, like, Tasmania kid tries to stick up for him, and he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, Tasmania kid, like, starts spinning around, it's, like, <laughs> And, like, spins away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> I think uh at the at the very end Optimus Primal should have been like all of you remember this last proclamation of uh wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets like sucked up into the gate.